Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you today from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, my job, my whole job, is to say words. Like, that's it. I don't build nothing. Can't grow anything. Don't make. When you guys are having a really bad day, you say, Pastor, come and talk at us until we feel better. That's what I do. It's kind of wild if you think about it. Like, I understand why a lot of people call this gig a sham. But then again, we've always kind of underestimated the power that words have. We try to put it in our kids real young and teach them lies, like sticks and stones can break my bones but words can never hurt me. But if that was true, you probably wouldn't have needed to come up with that stupid rhyme in the first place. Because words hurt. Words hurt so bad that we have to try and convince ourselves otherwise. They have power. When God wanted to create the whole universe, he used words. Let there be light. And there was. And it was good. Most of the time, we really only seem to notice how much power is in words when we accidentally use them the wrong way. From name-calling and gossip that ruins reputations to trying to grammar police folks. But here's the thing, like, if words don't matter, if sticks and stones really, why is it so important which pronoun is attached to you? And you can get all political, but I'm actually really glad that we get to have this conversation. Because words really do matter. And we're finally starting to wake up to that fact. Even down to the littlest things, like whether or not you can say Merry Christmas to somebody without getting a glare. And again, don't get all political. Don't, don't say that people are just out to be a Grinch. Understand that words have so much power that Merry Christmas is a loaded phrase. And for some people, it's nothing more than a reminder of why they can't for the life of them feel like they fit in or why some of them know full well it's Christmas, but know full well this one ain't going to be merry, no matter how hard they try to make it to be. Words matter. Even if we never find that out until we're not careful enough with our own, or we felt somebody else's, or we just realize that the truth can really hurt sometimes, words matter. And so I always thought that it was my job to figure out the right ones, to explain this stuff, to proclaim the gospel, to say the right thing to teach that you can understand, to find the right words so that you can find comfort when everything else is falling apart. Take what is, look around to this world, and find the words to match it. Which is hard. Like, how do you describe the color blue to somebody who's blind? Well, how do you preach eternal life to people the word says are dead in the trespasses of their sins are spiritually blind. If this whole gig is just me finding the right words to match the problems that you bring to me, it's not going to work. The best we're all going to be able to do is collectively pretend that we feel better when I talk at you. But in the beginning, John says, was the word. See, the word actually existed before the thing that it described. Think about that. Before there ever was a creation, there was an explanation for it. 
Before God ever made anything, there was an understanding. There was even a comfort. We are not matching words to creation. We are matching all of creation to God's holy word, that word that was with God and was God. Before anything ever went wrong and we ever had to try and come up with words to try and get our heads around it, God was speaking to us the answer, a truth powerful enough to conquer every last thing that makes us need these words in the first place. John was sent from God to bear witness about the light. But he borrowed the words because they already existed. God gave those words to bring light into darkness. God knows full well what it looks like down here. But the word which answers it isn't John fumbling for a way to make you feel better about what's wrong. It is an eternal answer. A hope, a life, and a light that existed long before anything ever went wrong that in fact changes creation back to how it's supposed to be. Through John, people came to believe because he talked at them. And through that God-given and eternal word, that comfort which existed even before their sins, which caused so much death and darkness and despair, God gave that eternal word to men. And light was brought to darkness. And darkness cannot overcome it. See, we get these concepts, light and darkness, but there is a word that is driving them, and it has always existed, and more. It was always a comfort. It was always a light shining in the darkness because God's plan was resolved ever before creation was even made. God's plan to bring light to you, hope to you, salvation to you, it existed long before he ever spoke that first word and said, let there be light. God wanted you to live so much that knowing everything that would happen in the first place, he, he was the answer that would change it all back because the word was supposed to confront the darkness. It was supposed to be given to you. It was supposed to be light which conquers darkness. And so our Lord came to his own because this is where he belongs. Heaven is not God's home and earth some vacation spot that he visited 2,000 years ago, but it's too bad for y'all because you missed the show. The light confronts the darkness. So God can't be far from where we live, even if earth is a lot darker than heaven. So on Christmas, we celebrate the fact that the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. That eternal word was put back into creation, close to creation, close to you and to me, to speak that which changes creation. The glory has given us a gift God is with us, and light chases away darkness. Light lets the blind see, even as we hear an eternal word that shaped creation in the first place. Because that light speaks to you a new identity. You have the right to become children of God. The word begets an identity. The name gives the very thing that you are called. Because words still have power. Words shape reality. God spoke everything into existence. Let there be light. And it was good. And he has not stopped. He has not left. His word is still changing creation every day. In the stead and by the command of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, you're not sinners anymore. All of those sins were nailed to a cross. All of those sins atoned for by the word who became flesh to bleed and die for you, that you would be named holy, named loved, named children of God. 
That word changes everything. It warps creation back to how it ought to be. You, you are the ones loved by God. And he gives you the gift to speak words that matter too. So that when you don't know what to say, when the words seem too scary to speak, even though you know you can't stop playing them out in your own head, you have words that matter. Say them. Say, I love you. Because that changes things. It really does. Say, Merry Christmas. Because the word became flesh to dwell among sinners and save us from everything that's wrong. And we have seen his glory, full of grace and truth, which shapes creation, even as it spoke, in, spoke creation into existence all those years ago. That word dwells with us to mold us back into what we were supposed to be before our words ran dry trying to explain everything that was wrong. The word light belongs to you now, so darkness doesn't get to win anymore. Light shines in darkness, and darkness cannot overcome it. For the word became flesh and dwelt among us to bring to us the words that matter. Merry Christmas. Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and your minds unto life everlasting. Amen.